Hi, this is Mark Brady. I'm the pastor at Anchor Faith Church in Valdosta, Georgia. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. We believe it will bless you and minister to you. I get ready to receive a word from God. You got your Bibles, open them to Psalms chapter 141. I was looking at my notes from, uh, I felt like the Lord had given me a word. And then I was looking at Pastor Mark's notes today and I was like, wait a minute. I think he preached that message. Maybe that was the word I got. It was just his message. So uh, it was It was actually, I don't know. So maybe there's a flow going on here, and I just kind of grabbed hold of it. Yeah, he, he was in Genesis 3.1. He said, God, where, where you remember when Satan questioned uh, Eve, did God really say that? Did God really say that? Man, I was like, wow, that's good stuff. Anyway, I was, I was kind of following up on that. So I'm going to use, use that verse here in just a minute. But in Psalms chapter uh, 141, verse 3, it says, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Now, I, I like the Amplified. It says, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. To keep me from speaking thoughtlessly. My wife's going to be giving me funny looks. And her sister-in-law, who's actually my uh, administrative assistant, she's probably going to like, boy, he needs to, this is a message he needs. <laughs> my sister used to go hear me preach. She goes, everything you're preaching is stuff you need to be doing. I was like, well, we're, no, we're anointed to preach it, not live it. No, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. I, I, we all, you know, this is my, this is my suggestion on the, your mouth confession. And some people say, I don't know if I believe in that whole confession stuff. Jeez, you, you're going you're gonna to have a trouble serving God because you can't even get born again without a confession. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus Lord. So I tell people that they don't say they don't believe in confession. I said, why are you going to hell? That gets your attention. Because you got to go read Romans 9 and Romans 10, 9, 10. And in fact, I'll tell you, you can take Romans 10, 9, and 10. If you don't know Romans 10, 9, 10, it says, If you confess with your mouth, Jesus Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised you from the dead, you shall be saved. There's no stronger word in the Greek. You shall be, not you might be. For with the heart you believe and with the mouth, that's not talking about the cardio. That's not talking about your pumping blood heart. That's talking about the spirit of man. When Anytime you see the word heart, it's talking about your spirit. When I tell my wife I love her with all my heart, I'm not talking about, well, I got a heart transplant. I don't guess I love you anymore, you know. You'll get that a little later. Anyway, it's, it's the spirit of man. It's the heart of man. And it's the part of you that's like God, the spirit of man. So, your spirit is, uh, is the real you. you know, when, when Paul said, if I depart, he's talking about his spirit departing. So it's, it's, that's the part that we're talking about here. That uh, I love you with my whole heart. I love you with my whole spirit. And what was the point I was making about my spirit? Oh, your mouth, yeah. You're, you're, you confess with your mouth. You, you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. You shall be saved. Well, I'm going to tell you, you can take Romans 10, 9, and 10 and it can fit into anything in your life. If you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall have. If you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall have. And now we, but see, we always use this in the negative. We always use it in the negative. If you say so. Sinners say that. Sinners say that. Well, if you say so, well, you're going to get exactly what you say. But if you say it in the church, oh, I don't believe that confession. Name it, claim it, hang it, and frame it business. You know, 
Name it, claim it, hang it, and frame it. Wow. That's a new twist. Anyway. So, the, you know, and, and uh, the, oh, that's that word of faith movement. Paul said the word of faith which we preach. Think about this. Jesus said, without faith it's impossible to please me, well, Hebrews eleven six. The Bible says in Hebrews it says uh, several places, the just shall live by faith. The Bible says to walk by faith, not by sight. So if you take faith out of it, it makes you in big trouble as a, you can't please God without faith. And you got these grace preachers, I, and I believe in grace. Thank God, grace is Jesus. But it, you have to, I always say grace is the door, but faith is the key that unlocks the door. You, you can't, uh, it, it's, by, it's by grace you're saved through faith. It says that, it's pretty clear, through faith. You, you, so when we're talking about confession, sometimes it's always in the negative. Uh, and, you know, you got people, they believe in confessing their sins. I tell people confessing sins is, is not something you, you do all the time. You shouldn't have to. Now, I, you, you do, if you do, you know, if you do sin, I write to you that you, I write to you that you don't sin, but if you do sin, First John, confess your sins, he's faithful and just forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So, Craig, if I'm cleansed from all unrighteousness, that means I'm righteous. But I got people, they won't say I'm righteous. They will not say that. But I, we have a mutual friend. I won't say his name, but he just I just can't say that. I said, well, actually, you're being self-righteous because you think that makes you more special because you can't say I'm righteous. So that's actually a false pride, really. It, it is pride. It's really pride. Well, I'm just a rank sinner. I, well, go ahead, go ahead and go to hell then. Because you, you're saying the blood of Jesus wasn't enough to, to make you righteous. Folks, it's the blood. If you want to argue about it, because you know, well, I, my grandmama said it, my granddaddy said it, all my cousins all said that we're just sinners saved by grace. Well, if you can show it to me in, in any translation, you might can find it in the Mormon Bible, but it ain't in my Bible. Amen. I was a sinner, but I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm a new creature in Christ. Now, I still, I still look the same. My wife might tell you I still act some of the same. But my spirit's recreated in righteousness and true holiness. My spirit, man, is perfect, just as if I never sinned. That's why it's so important to live after the spirit, to walk after the spirit. Amen? So, if we need to set a guard on my mouth... If we need to set a watch, um, the Message Bible says, put a guard on my mouth, God. Set a watch at the door of my lips. Does, does your mouth need a guard? Well, obviously, he, he said set a guard. And I could, we could probably go here. I could probably go for another hour on scriptures that talk about your mouth. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. The Amplified Bible says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Folks, I've bared the consequences of my words. I've eaten my words. We, we say that. You're going to eat them words. Sinners say that too. You're going to eat those words. Oh, you don't believe in confession. I'm not going to eat those. But if it's on the spiritual side of, of believing for something, they, oh, you're, you're one of those. You know, my mom cursed a tree one time. It died. It was one of those bag, beautiful magnolia trees. I hate that tree. I, hate, I, I just wish it would die. One day my sister, she goes, 
Mom, you killed my tree. It was in my, my, it was in my sister's yard. She said, you cursed that tree. I, I know you did. And she, my mom's like, I didn't know I could do that. Well, you did. <laughs> and thank God my mom got a hold of that. She understood uh, confession after a while. So death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. The contemporary English version, I'm going somewhere with this, so hang on with me. The contemporary English says words can bring death or life. Talk too much, and you will eat everything you say. Those of you that know me well say, man, this is a message for Chris. Hallelujah. Um, I'm learning as, as I get a little older, sometimes you just need to listen, be still and listen. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being a talker, but you need to be, because we're, we're going to look at the positive side of talking too much. If you're going to be talking, you need to be speaking the Word of God. Amen? Amen? So, um, Proverbs 13.3, if you want to look that up, Proverbs 13.3, and uh, man, is Andre back there? <laughs> There he is. He's a blessing. That guy's a top. If you need anything topped out, he can do it because I gave him my notes like five minutes before church. Anyway, I said, I think I can email him. That's all I can top him out. I'm like, wow, you're amazing. He who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. Now, you can, you can open wide your mouth and be saying, thus saith the Lord, and you know, God shall supply all your needs and seek ye first the kingdom. But most of the time, people that talk too much don't think about what they're saying. But he who speaks opens wide his lips and shall, and shall bring destruction. The one who, and this is an amplified translation. The one who guards his mouth, thinking before he speaks, protects his life. The one who opens his lips wide and chatters without thinking comes to ruin. One translation said, thoughtlessly speaking, thoughtlessly. You know, so I've heard people say they were speaking out of their spirit. Some said they were speaking out of their mind. I've heard some people, they, were, they don't know where they were coming. They don't know where it was coming from. You know what I mean? It was just just first thing that popped up, and it wasn't right. We've all said things that we wish, well, I wish I could take those back. In the, uh, I heard a quote the other day, and I was quoting it to my wife, and then we were sitting around the table talking about something. They got excited about something. I said, what was it? What was the, the quote about when you're... Um, when emotions are high, your thinking is low. That was it. When you're, I think, um, I forgot who did that. What's the guy up there in North Carolina that pastors a big church? Steve, Stephen Furtick said that. When emotions are high, thinking is low. So like when you get mad or you get excited, you know. Anyway, y'all ain't getting real excited. Y'all need to get excited. All right. When emotions are high, and I've, I know that because my emotions have been high and my thinking was low. The Passion Translation says, guard your, guard your words and you'll guard your life. But if you don't control your tongue, it will ruin everything. I like that. It will ruin everything. So I'm going somewhere with this. So I want you to hang on with me. And uh, Oh, we're doing good. Genesis 3.1. Now the serpent, Genesis 3.1. This is the part I was going back to that Pastor Mark talked about Sunday morning. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Wow, I like that. At least it's not like... So the New American Standard said, Has God really said? 
and, and Pastor Mark's point Sunday morning was God, uh, the devil would always come at you with a, a question. Did God really say that? But what I, wanted, what I want to talk to you tonight about is, is Satan has to have access. He needs access. And, and it starts with thoughts, but he wants to access your voice. I'm telling you. Because Satan wants to be like you, Charlie. He, you were creating God's image. He wasn't. You're a spirit being, and he, he, you were creating God's image. You're like God. And I tell you, that's why you want to wear the armor. When God sees Charlie, when the devil sees Charlie, he says, is that God or Charlie? I can't tell. They look so much alike. Amen. He wants to be like God. So he, he, I, I tell you, if you just think about abortion, he, he wants to, I want to wipe out every spirit that comes on this earth. I want to wipe them out. He's been, he, didn't, he didn't start killing babies when Roe versus Wade got blown up, he started killing babies. They were the God of Molech. They were throwing the babies. I mean, in Bethlehem, he was trying to kill Jesus. Killing babies. I think about all the, the, the spiritual beings. Hey, they're going to be, a, I don't know if there's going to be a bunch of babies in heaven or they're going to be grown when we get there, but boy, it's going to be exciting. So he, 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 He's got to access Adam and Eve. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to use their words against them, and he does that through deception. I mean, he's he's been deceiving people since the garden, and he's still doing it today. He's still doing it today. Psalm one thirty eight verse two says, "I will worship toward your holy temple, and I will praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth, for you have magnified your word above all your name." Now, this is a psalm of David. He's talking about the Word of God. God's Word is exalted above His name. His Word is powerful. And, and Satan knows that. He said, I can't allow them to be speaking the Word. He don't want you speaking the Word. He wants you speaking. That's why he came against the Word of God. Did God really say that? Does God really mean that? Man, you can, and the crazy thing is you can go at it. You can, there's churches tonight that are saying, oh, that's not, that's, that passed away. That's not going on anymore. People are dying, people are going to hell, and there's there, there's no life, there's no love. I, I got a I got a brother down in the lobby. He called me the other day and he said, I we have another brother that goes to a certain church, and he finally just called. He said, Jamie, I, I'm just our church is so dead. We do all these programs and it is so dead. And it's just it's drying up, it's just dying. And and my brother said, You know what? I wish I don't know, Myrna's not here. It's funny, my brother has this Lester Summerall book. I don't know if you've ever read any Lester Summerall. It's talking about the Holy Spirit. And he said, he said you got to understand, you need the Spirit of God in your life, and you need to be listening to the Spirit. If you're not walking after the Spirit, and he goes, well, what, what does that mean? He says, well, you're a spirit, you live in a body, and you have a soul. He goes, well, what is a soul? He goes, that's your mind, your will, and your emotions. My brother's just preaching to him. He says, when can we get together and talk? Because I want to copy that book. So he said, and then we need to have a family reunion. We need to talk about this at the family reunion. I was like, that, I like that. That's some spirit and that's some life. Amen? My brother, he's excited. He's good. Oh, man. He got me excited. But um, so, so God's word, he says, I exalt my word above my name. You got to understand, a lot of times people say, so, well, God's God. He'll do whatever he wants. He won't do anything outside of that word because he's a man of his word. He's a God of his word. Charlie, I, you're the, you're, I, I just know you. If you told me you're going to do something, I, if you said, I'll meet you at 6 a.m. in Tifton 
at the 7-Eleven, and I'm, I'm going to go to Tiffin knowing Charlie Cruz will be at that 7-Eleven when I get there. He'll probably be there early because he's a man of his word. Well, God is a God of his word. God's not going to counteract his word. If, he gave, if you got a word on, I was just back there talking to Matt in the back. He said God gave him a word, and he stood on that word. And the devil, he, he said, you know, the devil wanted me to forget about that. That's why, I think that's why God says, put me in remembrance. Put me in remembrance. Somebody say amen. So he says here in verse, uh, Psalm 119, verse 11, this is a verse we all know. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So if God's word needs to be hidden in our heart, so we won't sin against him. Folks, I don't know about you, but I want to, I, we need to be hiding it. When I, when I say hiding, I like, I like the word, there's one, one word is stored up. I looked up another translation, it says, or treasured. And I thought about it. What do you do with the treasure? If you had a treasure, you, you probably hide it or get you a safety deposit box. Where do you put your money? Oh, we just lay it out on the table, lay it on the dashboard of our car. I just put a couple hundred dollar bills up there. No, they're going to bust your wind out. You don't do that. You hide your money. You, you put it away. Well, the, the, the Bible says the word of God is like the pearl of great price. We've got to hide that thing. Hide it in my heart that I might not sin against God. Now, I want you to get this. Well, I, this is a verse I want to throw out there. We all we know this verse, Matthew 12, 34. You should know it. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. He says, you brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. I tell people it's like a Coca-Cola. If you shake up a Coke for five minutes, when you pop that top, Sprite ain't coming out. Coke's coming out. Whatever's in there is coming out. When, and a lot of Christians, you shake them up, you'll find out what's really in them. Amen. When they pop the top, you'll see, is Jesus in there? Well, I heard a curse word. Well, that, it, he's still being renewed. His mind's getting renewed. I understand that. We're not, we're not all matured and perfect. We, we slip up, but we, we're growing. We're going somewhere. Amen. Amen? Hallelujah. So, um, for the, uh, the, I like this. The NIV of, of Matthew 12, 34 says, Out of, um, For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Craig, when you fell in love with that beautiful woman there, you didn't, it, it just came out. You was telling everybody, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, she couldn't live without you. Adam, you, you started telling everybody, I, I, hey, I want you, I'm showing everybody pictures of my girlfriend. You know, now it's my grandkids. You want to see my grandkids? You want to see them? I love them. They're, they're, they fill my heart up. You know what I mean? My kids, I, I, I tell people about my kids. I tell people about what's going on. You know, what, what your heart's full of, that's what you're going to talk about. I know some people, they full, never mind. <laughs> full of some other things. Hallelujah. Full of the devil. Hallelujah. Um. But I want you to get this. I want you to get this. Because we need to be full of Jesus. Amen. When, the, when we pop the top, Jesus is coming. So in Romans 8, 12, this is a verse that we, we use a lot. But in light of this, it says, for those, it's talking about the, the sower. The word of God is the seed. We know that. And it says, those by the wayside. Remember the story about where the, the four places the seed got sown? The, the one that fell by the wayside are the ones who hear the word. Then the devil. Not Jesus, not God. The devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts. The word is taken out of their heart. Why would the devil want to take the word out of their hearts? Because 
He wants them to sin against God. Because we just read there, we just read that if I hide his word in my heart, Psalm 119, verse 11, I won't sin against thee. I won't sin against God. So it just makes sense. He's trying to figure out a way, and he'll do it anyway. And, and when I say the devil, he ain't going to show up like Pastor, Pastor Mark said with a pitchfork and a, and a, a fire-breathing, you know, a snake tongue. You know what I mean? I got you. He, he sends people. Amen. The Bible says he comes as an angel of light. He's deceiving. Oh, man, this is good stuff. Hallelujah. So um, turn over to Isaiah 55. I got a lot of scriptures here. We're, we're going to get done on time, actually. We'll get a chance to pray. Isaiah 55. This is a, a familiar verse of scripture. And I saw some things here that just really, man, God just laid this thing out for me. Praise God. Isaiah 55, 8, verse, verse 8. And this is, once again, this is the verses we use a lot. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts than your thoughts. Verse uh, 10. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven. Let's just stop right there. Let's stop right there. I want to show you something. I lost my place here. Isaiah 55. Everybody found it? If you read up there just a little further up. He's talking to, he's talking to sinners. He's talking to evil, wicked people. But see, we take this out of context. And, and, and somebody will come along, they mean well, Charlie, yeah, you just don't know his ways, brother. You just don't know his thoughts. Well, the Bible says you got the mind of Christ. I, I'm thinking, if i got the mind of Christ, I ought to know a little bit about God's thoughts. But you got to be careful because the devil sends well many people along to steal the word out of your heart. That's a good way to do it. He says right here, I'm, now I'm, I'm, i got my notes printed bold, but my Bible's not very bold. So. It says, um, verse, verse 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while, he, while he's near. Verse 7, Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. He's talking to a sinner and a wicked man. He says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Well, of course not. If you're a wicked sinner, you're not thinking like God thinks. You're thinking like the devil thinks. Then he says, for my ways are not your ways. So my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Now, if you keep reading, you'll see exactly what he's talking about. For as the rain comes down and the snow from the heavens, and they do not return there, they stay there, and they water the earth. And they bring, they make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Rain and snow is good if, it, if, if it's dry. Amen? Look at verse 11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. His word is just like water is like rain. In fact, the Bible says, I think it's in Ephesians, it says, by the washing of the water of the word. The Bible, when we talk about um, Paul was talking about some plant, some water, but God gets the increase in Corinthians. You know, you may plant a seed of the word. I come along with another word and water the word, and then God gets the increase. Amen? 
That's the way the kingdom works. We're all, some plant, some water, but God gets the increase. So, so his word is his ways. You, if, if I want to know the ways of my wife, I'd read her letters that she wrote me. Well, I'm learning about her. I'm watching her ways. I'm watching how she talks. God's word is his way. So, and some of we get, well, if you, you just don't know what God's will is, this is God's will. This book. In fact, it's the last will and testament. Amen? It's a testament. When Jesus died, man, I could preach this. This will preach. I think it's Hebrews 6.16. It says, without the death of the testator, there's no, there's no testament. In other words, when my father died, he had a will. And I was in his will. Well, Jesus died, and I'm in the Father's will. Somebody say amen. In fact, he's the judge, and Jesus is my attorney. It's a good thing. But there's an accuser of the brethren. There's an accuser. He's showing up at the reading of the will, and he said, that's not, God didn't say that. You don't get that. Well, if somebody would have came to my reading of my dad's will and said, that's not yours, Chris Musgrove. A.D. Musgrove's not your father. Well, you're mistaken. You want to do a blood check? I got the blood, baby. Amen. I'll take you. Look at, look at page 16, line 7, verse 3. It says, I get the house and the car. Shut up and get out of here. You don't even relate to me, fool. Because the devil is always accusing the brethren. But we got the will. Folks, this is better than any will that it, you uh, I, I was. We just, me and my wife just did a youth camp, and I, there was a kid sitting on front. I said, what's your name? He told me. I said, let's just say you had a long-lost uncle that lived up in Connecticut. That guy had a, he just passed away, and they, he ain't got no other relatives. That's, he owned islands. He owned airlines, cruise lines. He, he owned he owned Disney World. He owned it all. You're going to have lots of friends wanting to meet you. He was a multi-billionaire. You're going to get up there and you're going to get a hold of that wheel and get you a big old cup of coffee and get you some glasses and a flashlight and start reading. And all your friends are wanting to come over. But I'm going to tell you, th- this will is better than that because you can die and go to hell with all that stuff. But th- you, you can get all that stuff and more. Amen? God wants to prosper you. He wants to bless you. But if you're sick, He wants to heal you. It's all in the will. Amen? Y'all, y'all, somebody should have done ran. Where's Ben? Ben ain't ran yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Ben takes off, somebody get behind him. Hallelujah. You'll get, you'll get caught up in the draft. Hallelujah. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. you got to look at that a different way. His word shall not return void, but it will accomplish what it was sent to do. And it can be spoken through me, Charlie, any one of y'all. Amen? Okay, now we're going to go to, to Jesus. Now, he, I think Pastor Mark was looking at Luke chapter. But I'm going to look at Matthew chapter 4, verses 1. Matthew 4, this is the temptation of Jesus. I don't think I'd ever seen this. I, I, I don't think I have. And I heard, I heard Keith Moore talking about this, and it was just, I'm in the gym, Charlie, and I heard him say this, and I was like, man, I got strong all of a sudden. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. In Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 4, it says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, there's the deceiver, there's the accuser. If you are the Son of God, there he goes, there's that question. Command, command that these stones become bread. He used the word command. Now that's the King James... um, I don't know. There was a, there was a couple other. I didn't get all those translations. You can go back and look it up. The, that was the word he used was command. God was trying to get uh, Satan was trying to get the Jesus to to do a command to command something. Well, 
He, he, you know what Jesus said? I only do what the Father said. And I tell you, we got to be like Jesus. In fact, I always tell when I was, we were doing this youth camp, I said, I said, um, what did Jesus do when the devil came after him? And, uh, and they were trying to think of a spiritual thing to say. Well, he said, I'm Jesus, back off. I, I said, no. He, he just kept saying, it is written. He said it is written three times. And finally, it says the devil left. The devil ain't hanging around to hear the word of God. I guarantee you. You just quote the word, he's going to leave. Well, I know we used to sing a song when I was with children that was, pull out your gospel gun. Amen. And shoot the devil. That means quote a scripture at him. Amen. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Because if you're, if you're submitted to God, according to James chapter 4, you're automatically resisting the devil. You, don't, you, you ain't got to resist the devil if you're just submitted to God. And if you want to resist him, just quote, just quote God. Amen? Well, who do you think you are? Son of God. Amen? I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. His word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against him. I'm submitted to God. I always tell people, the devil really can't touch you. He just grabs whatever you got a hold of. Amen? Come here, Kyle. Get, 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 Hold, hold on to that pen right there. So if Kyle, if, if I'm the devil, I got the pen. Now all Kyle's got to do is let go of the pen. Now grab that pen back. I got him. Oh, I got him back. If I can get him to grab the pen, then I got a foothold. The Bible says don't give no place to the devil. I think one translation is don't give a hold. Don't give a, don't give a hold to it. And, and how do you do that? You just, whatever you're submitted to, it's got to be submitted to God. I'm submitted to God. And that's automatically resisting the devil. Somebody say amen. Submit, therefore, to God. That is resisting the devil. Amen. So, so he says here, he says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So he quoted the word. Now, I want you to get this. In Psalm 103, verse 20, it says, Bless the Lord, all ye his angels. I might be screwing this up a little bit. Bless ye the Lord, all his angels who, who, um, thank you. There it is. Bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Now, some spiritual idiot would tell you, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. Some so-called spiritual person tell you that's God because God sends the angels. No, 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 no. If you can go back to Hebrews, it says the angels are sent to minister for those who are heirs of salvation. We're heirs. That's not, a, that's not a future tense. That's a now. The angels are sent to minister to those who are heirs of salvation. Minister for, I'm sorry, not minister to. If you go back and read that, where is that? Hebrews um, I think it's Hebrews 1, isn't it? Minister to, for those who are heirs of faith. Minister for, minister for. So, heeding the voice of his word. Now, I, I think I preached here, it's been several months ago, I was preaching on Daniel chapter 10, when uh, the angel appeared to Daniel, and he it, and it says for uh, he'd been fasting and praying for, I think it said 20 and 1 days, which is 3 weeks, 21 days. And the angel appeared to him, he says, um, and I'm, I was, was curious, what took, how come it took, it says I was sent. And I do believe God sent the angel. He just responded to his word. And he, and he looked at Daniel and he said, I was sent because of your words. 
He didn't say, I was sent because God told me I need to get down here. Now, he said he was sent, but it took 21 days. Now, my question was, did he have a broken wing? Was there a power outage in heaven? Well, did God change his mind halfway down and for 21 days? I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, no. It's not my will. It is my will. It's not my will. It is my will. You know what I mean? No. It says, if you keep reading, that's why. If it's a good movie, just keep watching the movie. You'll get the story. He says, I was upheld by the prince of Persia 21 days. So, wait a minute. And it wasn't a physical prince. Physical princes don't fight angels. It was a demonic principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual weakness in high places, according to Ephesians 6. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities. So this demonic force was holding that angel back. Well, why didn't God just show angel, demon, get out of here? Because I'm going to tell you, God can't just do anything he wants to in the earth because he gave man authority. Man lost authority. That's why Jesus had, God had to. Not it was a good idea. It looked good on paper. He had to become a man. I mean, God had to become a baby born in a rank stank manger. I'm thinking, God, if you're going to send him to earth, have him born in a nice hospital at least, you know. Didn't even make it into the hotel. Made it into the barn. Humble beginnings, brother. I guess if I was God, well, maybe I wouldn't have done it that way. (laughs) Anyway. I'm not God. That's why we don't make those decisions. Anyway, do you understand what I'm saying? It, 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 it requires a man. And God cannot just come in here and just wipe everything out and say, okay. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. No, and once again, this is not a religion. Christianity is not a religion. It's a family. It's a kingdom. There's a, it's a, and this king is love. I mean, he loved us so much that he was willing to become a man and die so we could get back that dominion and that authority. So the devil thinks, if I can just get him to do a command that I want, I'll do the same thing I did to Eve. He's going to obey my command. But thank God Jesus was smart in that. Amen? And he just kept quoting the word. Now, this is interesting. It says... um, in the next verse, in verse 11, it says, The devil left him. Verse 11. Now, Luke doesn't say this, but, but Matthew did. The devil left him, and angels came and ministered to him. That was pretty awesome. The angels came. Well, what do the angels do? They honor the voice of his. What was Jesus doing the whole time? Excited. Well, I tell you, when you're using the Word of God, you're activating angels. I'm telling you. And you may not ever see them. I don't have to see an angel. I believe they're there. And we're talking about discerning the spirits. And everybody uses that in the negative. Discerning the spirits is not just seeing demons. It's seeing into the spirit. If you see an angel, you had a discerning of spirits because the Lord allowed you to see into the spirit realm. Amen? That's, a, that's an exciting thing. We should, we should desire that. I mean, don't, don't go seeking angels and demons. People get flaky doing that kind of stuff. But if you need it, you'll, you'll see it. Amen? You just take it as they come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John chapter 12. I'm almost done here. We'll wind it up. Oh, yeah, we got to roll. John of 12, 49 says, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command that I should say and what I should speak. 
For I'm, this is Jesus speaking, uh, John 12, 49. For I have not spoken of my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command what I should say and what I should speak. The Weymouth translation says, the New Testament says, Because I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me himself gave me a command. Not Satan, but God. Amen? I have not spoken on my own authority. I spoke on my Father's authority. What to say and, and the words to speak. Amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. In um, John 8, 37 through 40, and this is, Jesus, is, this is interesting. This is the same verse, uh, what is it, John 8, 32, um, you shall know the truth, the truth shall make you free. John 8, 31 says, if you, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples, and then you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I like to make sure we quote verse 31. If you continue, if you abide and continue in my word, then you are my disciples, my followers. Then you will know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8, 32. And well, it says Jesus, after that verse, it says Jesus was speaking to those who believed in him, which is a little confusing because he's talking to, he's talking to Jews that believed in him. But just because somebody said they believed, you got to think about the seed, the sower and the seed. They, was, they, they all got a little bit, but then something happened. Only one really got it. He says in verse 37, he, he's talking to these guys. He says, I know you're Abraham's descendants. And they're talking about, we're Abraham's descendants. No, 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 no. He said, I know you're Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me. Man, Jesus is constantly running folks off. He's running folks off. He goes, I know you're Abraham. These are, these are Jews that believed in him. He says, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak, what I, have, I speak what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have seen with your father. And he ain't talking about their earthly father. And he wasn't talking about Abraham. He's talking about the devil now. You know, one time he told him, you're of your father the devil. Wow. Then they answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said to them, if, Abraham, if, you were, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You know, the Bible says the gospel was preached to Abraham. Jesus, Abraham got the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why he was able to go up there and say, I'm going to stick this knife in my son. I'm going to sacrifice my son because I struggled with that. Ain't nobody going to sacrifice your son. I always said, I could believe that a, a, a fish could swallow a man like Jonah. But I'm struggling with that man taking his son. I just, I struggle with that. But then when I read that, that the gospel of Jesus Christ, we just, we just was, I saw something I'd never seen before. Do you remember when I said that? When we were at that camp? Gosh, I have to come back and preach that again. Anyway, there was something in there. Gosh, I, 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 but basically, the gospel of Jesus Christ was preached. Oh, I know what it was. He was a believer. Abraham was, it says that. It said Abraham was a believer. The, the, it actually calls Abraham a believer. I think it's in Galatians. It says, Abraham the believer. Why was Abraham a believer? Because he, he got the gospel of Jesus Christ preached to him. That's why he said, now, you remember, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. The minute he got ready to stick that knife in the angel, stop! Do not do this. I know that you will not withhold your only begotten son. Only begotten son. Have you ever heard that verse before? And he said, and then the angel spoke out, do not do this. 
And then he said he spoke out a second time. He said, because you have not withheld your son, your only begotten son, the seed is coming. I'm th- I think he said, Jesus, it's, it's getting close. And then Abraham, Isaac's going, where's the lamb? Where's the lamb? Well, I don't see no lamb. Dave, why are you putting that ropes on me, Dave? Put that knife down. That thing's sharp, fool. I'm going to think calls daddy a fool anyway. <laughs> but, uh, and then I, I, John the Baptist, the first the New Testament prophet, you know, I don't know, I guess 4,000 years later, they're sitting out here by the, the, the Jordan River, and there comes a guy walking up, and he goes, there's the lamb, buddy. Isaac, there he is. He's coming. I believe Jesus, God said, he, he's willing to send his son. You got to go. He was willing to give his son. We got, we got a, that's the Abrahamic covenant. I'm telling you, folks, Abraham is the man. I'm, everybody said, I want to see Paul. I want to see, I want to talk to Abraham, man. He, he's the father of the faith. He, he was the first believer in Jesus Christ. I mean, he got it. Oh, man. I, I, but now he did say he believed he was going to raise him from the dead. Yeah. Because he told him, he goes, me and the boys coming back. I said, somebody said, well, he must have had a mouse in his pocket. No, he didn't. He, he was going up. That's, the, that's in uh, Genesis 22.5. The first time the word worship is mentioned in the Bible. And I always tell my worship people there wasn't no donkey, there wasn't no guitars or congos or nothing strapped on that donkey's back. Worship is obedience. You want to know what true worship is? It's obedience. Oh, glory be to God. I won't charge you any extra for that. Hallelujah. The devil wants The devil wants access to the voice of your authority, but you deny him access by staying submitted to the Word of God. And I'm telling you, he's looking for access. And if it's if it's to get mad at your wife, you know, I'm and I, I mean, I could I could have come up here and preached for three hours on on why we need to watch our watch watch our words. And I and I do I I think everybody needs to hear a good confession message probably about every three months, maybe maybe sooner. If 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 you if if you hadn't heard a good message on what what the what you know the being hung by the tongue or there's creative ways that they say it. I, I was looking at Keith Moore has a message called "Watch Your Mouth." Watch your my mom used to say that a lot. Watch your mouth, son. Then she didn't mean it the way Keith Moore meant it, but we do need to watch our mouth, amen. Because life and death are in the power of the tongue. And, and listen, folks, the ones we love, the very ones we love. I, I've said things to my wife. Y'all probably stoned me if y'all heard. You know what I mean? I mean, we, you, don't, you don't mean it. I didn't mean it. But why'd you say it? Because I'm stupid. But we need to get unstupid. Amen? <laughs> Amen? Now, she says stuff to me, too. But, let's, but it ain't, we're not playing a game, okay? I got you, you next. How about back and forth? I want you to get this scripture. We're going to shut her down right here. I think we're done. I ran out of notes. That's a good thing, ain't it? Hallelujah. The devil wants access to your voice of, of authority. Listen to this scripture. Ephesians 4, 27 through 30. It says, Neither give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor with his hands what is good, that me, he may have something to give of him who has need. Let no corrupt word or communication proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearer, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. 
I read that script. I've read that scripture. I, I, I'm sure I've read it hundreds of times. But I got a whole new meaning of that verse after, I, after, after scanning it through that word I just shared. Because I realized I can't give place to the devil. I can't give him a foothold. Because when I do, I, it's going to cause that corrupt communication to come out of my mouth. And it's not going to minister grace to the hearer. And it's, not, and it's going to grieve the Holy Spirit. Folks, I don't want a scale on the side of my, a meter on the side of my head showing if I'm grieving or not because I don't think I'd like people saying, oh, he's grieving him. No, I want to be, I want to be that when we're, we're bringing life to a situation. We're bringing joy to a situation. We're bringing peace. Listen, folks, I understand. As you say, you don't know what it's like at my work. I, I, it, there's people at your work. I know what it's like. There's people where I go. There's people at, at the grocery store. Charlie, there's people at Chick-fil-A. You just deal with people, but you gotta you gotta be the light. You gotta be the word. Thy word is a lamp into my feet. It's a light into my path. Listen, um, I was just talking to somebody today. They were talking about they were they were sharing with somebody. And it was almost it was just bringing life to them. It was bringing life to the situation. Uh, we ministered we ministered to a girl in prison. She's she's um just in a horrible situation and. And, and she just, she'll send me a letter. She goes, man, I got these girls that are coming to a Bible study. And then, then she'll get moved to another dorm, and they're stealing from her and taking things. And then she says, I, I finally got one to reach out. Then they moved her again. I mean, everywhere she goes, she's leaving a Bible study behind her. She's got a trail of Bible studies. We're steadily, steadily sending her stuff. And I thought, man, she's making an impact in a dark place. And can I do that at Publix or Chick-fil-A or wherever I go? At my house. Well, I, I'm home now. I can be who I am. Well, you need to be Jesus. That's who you are. Amen? Wow. I've done it again. I fixed myself happy. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I, I used to hear Bill Winston say that. And I said, what's he going to I know what he's talking about. I didn't preach myself happy. Glory to God. So what I want us to do, I just want us to take just a, just a minute to pray. Because I don't like, anytime you hear a word, it's easy just to walk out. Oh, that was a good word. Let's go home. You know, there may be, maybe... Maybe you need to, um, you might need to tell your wife something. Or she might need to tell you something. You know, any of us. Just maybe, maybe it's something you said or done, or maybe it's a situation that needs to change, and the way it's going to change is begin to speak the word. Begin to speak the word. Begin to speak the word. I was, um, had a chance to spend with Matt before service, and he was telling me about a situation that happened two years ago, and he said he'd gotten a word, and then the Lord told him to do something, and he said it didn't make sense. It didn't make no sense. In fact, it was going to cost me money, and it didn't make no sense. But, boy, it pays to obey God. Amen? I mean, I was thinking it doesn't make sense to. It took, it took Abraham forever to get Isaac. Go back and read it. It was like 18 years. God had to change his name to get the baby born because he changed his confession. I, I realized, I think it was 18 years when he told him that you're going to have a baby, and you know, Sarah laughed, and then he says, you're not going to be Abram anymore. You're going to be Abraham. It means a father of many nations. So every time he introduced himself, he, was, he changed his confession. I'm really like, oh, father, you ain't even got any children. That woman looks old beside you. But they, I, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was within three months she got pregnant after he changed his name because he changed his confession. That's powerful. I won't charge any extra for that either. We need to change our confession if we want to see a change in our environment.
Now you can say, I don't know if I believe that. I just believe God's Kesarasra, whatever it will be, will be. That's Doris Day. She's stupid. Anyway, I'm not saying she's stupid. That's just not. Y'all don't even know that song. Forget it. Anyway, um, that whatever will be, will be mentality is, well, if that's what, if that's, if that's the way it's supposed to be, that's the way it'll be. No, it'll be the way you want it to be. Because God said he'll give you the desires of your heart. But you got to have word. What, what, I, I, I went to Raymond, Brother Hagin always said, he'd always say, what scripture are you standing on? He'd go to the altar and, and he'd begin to ask people, what scripture are you standing on? They go, well, nothing in particular. He goes, well, that's probably what you're going to get, nothing in particular. So you need to be, what are you standing on? Because when the accuser comes, you got to say it is written to him just like Jesus did. Folks, if Jesus had to say it is written, I'm pretty sure you need to. But that's what I like. I'm glad he didn't say, I'm Jesus Christ. Back off. He never said that. And he had a voice. Just He just had the voice speak out of heaven. The angel or the dove came down and lit on Jesus. He said, the Holy Spirit. He said, this is my beloved son. Am I well pleased? I'd have been quoting that. Didn't you hear that, devil? But he didn't do that. You know why I love it? Because I can say it is written. But I got to know it is written if I'm going to say it is written. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. By subscribing, you'll be sure to receive a new message every week as soon as they are made available. And if you'd like to learn more about Anchor Faith Church, you can stop by our website at anchorfaithbaldosta.com. There you'll find our locations and service times, ministries that are available for you and your family. You can even give financially in support of the ministry. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Anchor Faith Church podcast.